Welcome to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, where our goal is to help you find health and community through movement. I'm Molly Herford, a writer, coach, and yoga teacher. And I'm Peter Glassford, an endurance coach and kinesiologist. Every week, we're talking to athletes and experts who can help you lead your best active, adventurous life. Whether you're a gravel racer, a marathon runner, or you just got out on your first bike ride yesterday, we're here cheering you on. You can also visit us online at consummateathlete.com for coaching information and training tips, nutrition advice, yoga flows, bike skills, and more. And now, let's get into this week's episode hello hello welcome back to the consummate athlete podcast peter how's it going it is busy busy times spring transitions i think we're at or just past the first days of spring we'll yes, say yes i believe saturday was well some saturday was but we're we're here it's it's looking like spring in any case which is good mm-hmm. lots of uh you know we're, we're transforming into outdoor athletes more often maybe or different type of outdoor athletes although the one downside is that uh i went on a run this morning a trail run with a friend and i think we had to take on and off our spikes off our shoes i think it was seven times through the entire run Mm, so then you wonder was it worth it this is like a strategy discussion. oh yeah no these would not have been runnable without having the spikes on maybe like if you had a couple poles you could double pull and just slide along it was not great (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> it was a, it was a very good run though. I got to have a lot of chats, and actually, it was funny. We ended up kind of talking about a lot of the topics that we've been talking about on the podcast, and that we have coming up in today's episode. Uh, but before we get into that, just a reminder that uh, as we get into warmer weather, we're sort of starting to get back outside. Uh, and if you are in the Ontario vicinity, we're sort of starting to ramp up towards private and small group clinics and fun stuff like that. Yeah, just one-on-one lessons uh, for sure. And then also phone consults are continue to be popular as, you know, we navigate this, you know, re-entry cautiously into co- uh, competition, I guess, right? And it's all different everywhere. So it's, I, I would say that's why it's busy for me is just trying to hash through, you know, how do you set goals? How do you, you know, ease back towards racing and competition? And some of these different competitions we were just talking about, um, equestrian, as I, I was going to say, you're going to mention dressage. <laughs> Molly was you? just out running for a couple hours and I just went down a rabbit hole of um, a particular researcher, but then ended up on a couple of interesting threads about just, you know, re-entry into competition with uh, coming back after the pandemic uh, and what they're starting to find. So very interesting. Um, so Peter's going to get really into dressage is where yes, we're going with yes. this. Yes. And then I got into the different disciplines of equestrian. So yeah, it was, it was a great morning. Great, uh, productive morning. <laughs> very, very glad for you. <laughs> but in any case, what I'm starting to say is, uh, you know, how we navigate the stressors of coming back, the training of coming back, balancing, you know, there's still a bit of stress and, and variable levels of stress for different people. So this is difficult. And sometimes it is nice to have feedback and someone to sort of bounce off and look at data, you know, as much as we have. So we will leave it at that. If you need yes. help, we're here. Yes. And you can find kind of all of that information over at consummateathlete.com. And we do have a weekly news newsletter that's been going out for quite a while now. Um, I hesitated, I think, to maybe bring it up on the podcast before because we hadn't totally committed to weekly, but I think at this point we're six months into sending out a newsletter every week with just sort of a thing that we're particularly interested in, maybe a a certain moment from the podcast that we keep thinking about, an article on our site that we're particularly psyched about, uh, and just sort of a quick like what's new, what's exciting. Uh, so you can sign up for that over at consummateathlete.com. There's a button for the newsletter. And yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see you in your inbox every Friday with 
yeah, what's what's new and what's exciting. Very good. So we have a real life consummate athlete today. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked on this one for obvious reasons. If you looked at the title, uh, but today we actually have my my baby sister Colleen Herford is on the podcast. Uh, so Colleen is three years younger than me, and this past year I I am so just ridiculously proud of her. She. Uh, she was a super active kid, then kind of hit high school and, you know, like a lot of us kind of got out of that active sphere, uh, you know, starting the pandemic or heading into the pandemic a year ago, she was uh, quite a bit heavier, like 80 pounds heavier than she is now. So we talked through just how she made this really, really impressive and really, really healthy transformation. Um, a lot of the time I sort of shy away from the idea of doing any kind of like weight loss or fitness transformation on the show, because frankly, I usually find them kind of hard to believe, or like there's always some kind of thing in the background that I'm just kind of not super psyched on. Uh, but her story, I mean, we've gotten to live it because she's my sister and we talk all the time. So I can say, you know, she made these really small changes. Like she didn't make these huge sweeping changes. It was not like one day, you know, makeover montage time. She had enough and just like started down this, you know, path to, you know, where she's like only drinking like a certain like protein shake or Yeah, whatever. there was no, you know, huge Instagrammable, you know cleanse yeah exactly yeah. it's just very slow and actually so my, my friend and I were Kate uh, my friend Kate and I were talking about this on our run today and uh, she was saying she's reading the new book by Lexi Pappas Bravey my, which I'm who I love super excited to, to get my hands on yeah um, and it was this idea that uh, you can't change your beliefs or your thoughts without changing your actions like the action has to come first for, right. for most you need of to us get out the door and go for a walk and then you know, yeah. we can build from there. And so I think that's actually, you'll hear it, what really worked for Colleen over, you know, she's, it's not like this is the first time she's ever tried to get back in shape or start running, start, start running going to the gym, any of those things. But I think this is the first time where she didn't make that, you know, huge sweeping statement about like, I'm going to go to the gym 10 days a week or whatever. <laughs> uh, she just started going out and walking the dog. And then because it was the pandemic and there was nothing to do in the evening after walking the dog, she went home and took the, like, you know, dropped the dog off and went back out for another walk. Mm -hmm. And then that walk slowly turned into like adding a couple of like short run bursts. And we'll talk like a lot more about that in the episode, but she started with the action and then it's it's now shifted to the belief that she can be this healthy, happy, fit woman. Yeah. I, I like the the action too, right? Is that you, you you're getting out there, you're doing something, um, and, and proving it to yourself, right? And then that's where you can control those, I think, more versus the weight loss, you know, if it's it's always the five pounds or the ten pounds. Mm -hmm. But then it's just, it's not super controllable, right? We can control the actions and what happens, right? And that's, that sounds cliche, right? Like the, the pantry clean out, the, you know, what are you pre-cooking your meals? You, this many runs, this, you know, whatever. Um, but that's, you know, it's the stuff that you can control, right? And hopefully it's the stuff that becomes more fun. Like you start enjoying the walks or the runs. Or, and we do talk about that. Cause yeah. Yeah. It's not super enjoyable to start. No, it is not. I said to you, even, you know, I've been running a long time. And, you know, I go into phases where I ride a lot and then I don't end up running as much. And it's it's funny. It, it takes a while <laughs> till it feels at all okay. You did not seem happy on Friday when we were out for our run. Friday, I was okay. 
That was when we had this discussion where you're like... No, that's because that was the first day I felt better. But that was like run four, I think, you know, in this sort of like consistent block. I had sort of like a week or two where I was not as consistent with it. It's really one of like the few times where I get to feel like a real... Like the athlete in the family is anytime you say something like that, I just get so excited. I'm like, yay, I can run and you're, you're struggling more than I am right now. This is an amazing feeling. The, I think this will be a good episode for, for listeners. You know, even if you're not necessarily looking for a huge transformation, um, you know, I think it, it is interesting seeing when people have been successful in these things. And, and especially when they're not, you know, a movie star or an elite athlete who's you know yeah either coming off of like genetic my, my sister works in a bakery and gets up at four in the morning right most right days. you know and again this is the real life consummate athlete so hopefully this is is useful for for people and can... also you get to hear some embarrassing stories about me and i think I, the the last thing i'll add before we get into it is i think it is just interesting we had my interview with or peter's interview with me last week so you know, when we're talking about these transformations and talking about sort of the the life of consummate athletes or the life of an athlete or any of that stuff, I think it is cool that Colleen and I grew up together. We had very, very different journeys. So it just sort of shows like you can you're you're gonna have to kind of find your own way, I guess, even if even if you did kind of have the exact same opportunities presented to you as kids or in adulthood. Very good. All right. Let's dive in. Enjoy this episode with Colleen Harford. Let's just start this out by explaining the last time I tried to take you on a run. I The story I'm thinking of was a bike ride, actually, in Virginia Beach. Oh, no, I forgot that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, were, we were pretty young. We were kids. Um, and the weird thing is, at this point in our lives, I was more athletic than you were. This is actually true. Yeah. You, yeah. I think that's actually an interesting thing I want to get to. Um, but yes, I recall this bike but ride. You are way more highly competitive than I have ever been. <laughs> refuse to lose at anything. And we were taking a bike ride. And part of this was also allergies, but a lot of it was you. <laughs> through this like swampy marsh park down in Virginia Beach and she was going just like so fast because she's always innately been very fast she was not necessarily an athletic child actually I shouldn't say that you were not a group sports child I think that is the the thing that I always say is if individual sports had been a thing in the 90s I probably would have been a much more athletic kid yeah, absolutely. You just were not a team sports. You were too shy. Yeah. Which is funny considering what you do now. It's true. <laughs> but, but she's just like tearing through this park and I'm like teetering behind her. I would, you had to have been like 12 and I was nine. I something think so. like that. Yeah. yeah. And I, she gave me an asthma attack, like long story short. Yeah. And <laughs> so 20 years later, uh, you're now you're now running again. So yes. I'm super excited to have you on because you've had a really, really awesome dramatic transformation over the past like almost year now. Like we're talking yeah, like nine, nine ten months. months. Yeah. So do you want to kind of just give like the overview of like where you were at 10 months ago and where you are now in like however, whatever terms you want to explain it? Okay. Um I mean, it was, you know, beginning of quarantine. Everybody is getting, like, bored and depressed. 
and work. I was still working because I, you know, have a job in food service. I'm a chef. So it was just, you know, skeleton crew. Everybody's really stressed out. And it was probably in like the worst shape I've ever been. Like just in general over the course of my life. And it was just like mentally and physically just starting to wear on me. And I was like, I got to do something to just break me out of the headspace I'm in. And I need to start being outside more because that's always been a welcome respite, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we grew up as like fairly outdoorsy kids, at least in like the sense of like constantly playing outside, being in the woods. Yeah. Like not like, necessarily like being outside for exercise, but being outside for the sake of being outside. For being outside. And it, I think it's still very much like a relaxing head clearing space to be in. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I got to start going outside more and doing things and being more active because, you know, I have a fairly physical job. So I was never in like embarrassingly bad shape, mm-hmm. but like not, not where I wanted to be by any means, especially approaching 30. <laughs> so because was that's there, was it like the age. And, and now you're there. Um, and I'm there. And it's terrifying. Yeah. Now, was there like a one day where you were just like, okay, today's the day I'm going to get outside? Like, was there a moment where you just kind of looked around and you're like, nope, this is not, this is not who I want to be anymore? Um, I think it just started with me being like, all right, like I need to be outside. We have a giant dog that needs to be outside. She has a giant dog. She's a big lady. And I was like, let's just start walking so that's you know that's how we started okay so i love this because i'm gonna back up like several this is not your like first foray into the i'm gonna get in shape i'm gonna do the fitness thing like over the years you've done a lot of different like attempts towards this where you would you know start running or you'd you know start going to the gym or you you know do what I've done a billion times, like go to the gym, do like eight classes in a day and then be like sore for a week. Uh, I actually, you know what? In all honesty, I still do like doing that. Sure. Every Um, so often. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. I I had a friend and she and I would go and like marathon like five classes in a row, like twice a week and be like super fun, but like ultimately not that sustainable. Um, Yeah. And I mean, I, I've always enjoyed physical activity, even like going back to being a kid and doing team sports and being a step dancer and all of that jazz. Yeah. It's funny. Most people probably don't, don't know that listen to the podcast that, yeah, you and I were both competitive Irish step dancers, which if anyone ever sees either of us, it's why we have the calves that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Those like stayed for what, like 20 years now. Yeah. (laughs) Like but no yeah, amount you know, of calf raises can get you there. But no. years of dancing on your toes will. I would say standing on your toes all the time does that for you. But, but yeah, this I is think... like the first time I've really seen you stick with something for this long, which is like why I really wanted to have you on talking about this. Because I know so many other people who like have done like the start, quit, start, quit, like ebbs and flows. And this is, sure, yeah, to me, really impressive that you've actually figured out how to make this stick. <laughs> 
you know what? I think it was, and this is not typical of me and my personality, because I tend to like just start something and go really hard, really fast. I know. We love a makeover montage. It's who we are. We really do. And I think this time I let myself do like a slow build and I'm still letting myself do a slow build. And that's, I think, where the sticking with it is coming from. And I'm not beating myself up on days where I'm like, I don't want to do it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you still have long hair. So clearly you did not go for the dramatic makeover montage. Not yet. Not <laughs> yet. 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 Uh, Give so, okay. it time. Let's talk about the progression though. So you started with walking, our dog's name is Lucy. So when we say she was walking yes. Lucy, we don't mean a person. We mean a giant golden retriever. Uh, so you started yes, with beautiful. walking Lucy. <laughs> yes, started with walking Lucy. Um, and how did you and, step it up? Well, it just kind of like started, you know, started walking Lucy. And then it became like, I have all this. And with my work schedule, I'm free in the afternoons because I start very early in the morning. So I, and like quarantine, there's nothing to do. So I would walk Lucy and then we'd come home and then I'd be like, you know what? Let's just go again. So we'd walk a second time and we'd do that for a while. And then it became like, I'd come home and I'd walk Lucy and then I'd be like, okay, maybe I'm going to go without Lucy and like try to jog a little bit, which is not in my wheelhouse. I, like I said, I was a team sports kind of girl, but I was like a soccer goalie and played like volleyball, like not a running kind of gal. But (laughs) I was, you know, determined to do something. And it's, you know, gym's closed. It's cheap. It's easy. You can do it outside. Like, well, I shouldn't say it's easy. It's easily accessible. There we go. Is what I mean when I say it's easy. Um, Because it's not easy. I'm not good at it. But I'm trying. It's been really fun getting messages from you that are just like, is is this always going to suck this hard? And it's like, yes, it is. Just in different ways. Well, it's funny because like there are so many times where I'm like, I hate this so much. But I'm also kind of enjoying myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I... And even like today I went out and it was cold as anything. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I finally went and did it. And I usually start at a walk just to get myself warmed up, muscles moving, you know, especially because I am woefully neglectful about stretching which is something I need to improve upon and I'm working on improving upon. But I always started a walk and in the winter that's kind of miserable because you're like dressed for taking a run because mm-hmm. I've had, you know, the unfortunate like worn too many layers mm-hmm. and like gotten to like mile two and been like, I'm dying. Yep. But, yep. you know, you get going and I like, hit my spot where I like to start and I'm going and I'm going and you know what I think it's just because as I've you know been doing it more and more over the past 10 months it is getting easier which is I guess how fitness works yep yep who turns out who'd have thought who now 
<laughs> I was like, I, you know, because like I was saying in the past, it was always just like, I'm going to do this and just be amazing at it, like immediately. Of course, yeah. And that's not the way it works. But, you know, I'm, I've forgotten my point entirely. What was the question you asked me? <laughs> well, we were talking about how much running sucks. Um, and then you were talking right, about right, how right. it actually like doesn't <laughs> suck as much as it you thought it did. It doesn't suck as much as I thought it did. So I'm like, I'm going and I'm going and I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. I can actually like think about things besides like being like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. That's such a big turning point. It really is. Like that's a huge turning point is when you can stop thinking about just keep going and start being like, huh, what should I have for dinner? And like, what's, what's the answer to this problem I'm having and all of that. Uh, yeah, you know, I have like my podcast playing. I chose an episode that wasn't about aliens this time. So like less not great. fearing for my life. Great, great. <laughs> don't listen to alien abduction podcasts while running in the woods, everyone. Yeah, I don't know why you listen to like ghost podcasts either. That just seems like a bad idea. Because I like them. <laughs> no. Uh, so I actually do want to back up though, because I want to talk about how you got from walking to where you can actually run for a couple miles without having to walk. So let's talk about that field where you had like the square and how you started with uh, the red walk. I mean, I, st- I still will walk for part of it if I feel I sure. need to, but like, you know, for the most part, but yeah, I st- we have um, a little park not far from our house that has like just a little loop trail around some soccer fields and when I started going out there I'd be like okay I'm gonna walk four loops and then it became okay I'm going to jog this one stretch and then walk the other three because it's like a square mm-hmm. and and I'll do that three times and then it became okay I'm gonna walk that like two of the legs of the square and do that three times and then it became okay I'm going to do that four times and then it you know became okay I'm going to walk or I'm going to run three of the four legs and do that three times then I'm going to do that four times and then there's like you know some little hills and I'm like okay I'm going to sprint some of these hills and then, you know, you know, it got kind of boring after a while, mm-hmm. just running that loop over and over again. And, you know, it started getting dark at, like, 3 p.m. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to... I went to the gym and ran on the treadmill, like, once when they opened. But I was like, I'm super not comfortable with this. I don't like it. I don't want to be around these people. We're not doing this. Because uh, I just... No. I don't really trust that people clean the gym under like the best of circumstances. Yeah. So <laughs> understandable. And I mean, I think also like you're, you know, you're inside for work. Like the outside was actually like kind of an important element of the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's a huge element of the whole thing. So I just, you know, hit the point where I was like, all right, I guess I'm gonna just, you know, run down the road and see how that goes. So there's like where we live is it's not like the middle of nowhere but it's like it's on the way to the middle of nowhere yeah it's pastoral is how i'll say it because <laughs> nice. it's like good word. well because it's like a little country but like suburban still 
So, <laughs> you know, you, you're kind of like fine running along the road as long as you like throw on something reflective and mm-hmm. have a flashlight, mm-hmm. which I learned after the first night road run I took Only without flashlight. Yeah. yeah. And realized that, hey, we do not have streetlights out here. No. So I started doing that. Um, that so, one hill is kind of brutal. Yeah. But so, I mean, at that point, you've basically then taken away your like measuring stick for where you stop running in order to walk. Yeah. So did so that I, change things? Yeah. I mean, at that point, it just kind of became like, okay, you're just going to keep going until you can't go anymore. And it kind of surprised me how far I could go before I couldn't keep going. Now, when you say couldn't keep going, what, like, when is your, like, this is why I know I need to slow down and, like, walk for a few minutes? Um, mainly just, like, I'm running out of breath. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's, like, if I hit the point of, like, feeling uncomfortable in my breathing, then mm-hmm. I walk for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Which is usually in relation to hills and yeah. not distance. <laughs> uh, good news, bad news, that doesn't change. Yeah, I didn't really expect it to. Yeah. The the hills get easier, but uh, the, <laughs> they're always going to yeah, kind of kick your butt. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, okay, so we've got the, the running established. And I, again, I just think like the kind of like takeaway that I want anyone listening to this is just, you know, it's completely possible to become a runner at like any the previous fitness level it just needs to be this like slow ramp up it's not just you know you go out and like I've seen you go out and like start running from the door and that lasts for like a day or two or in the past that's lasted for like a day or two because you don't get very far you come back you're miserable you're sore the next day because you've just like run really hard out of the door uh, and that just doesn't work for anyone. Like you, you finally figured out the like yes. slow, <laughs> slow move up. Well, I think it also like took me realizing that, hey, you don't have to be fast. Yeah. <laughs> because as Molly can attest, she has run with me. Um, I have a very slow, steady gait. <laughs> it's fine. Like, honestly, I could see you crushing ultra runs at some point just just saying um but okay let's start with that 5k let's start with the 5k uh so we have running which i have i have done the 5k i know you like pre-did the 5k i was like oh we're gonna build up to like running three miles in december like december 20th and then by like october you've done it i just wanted to know that i could Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i will say that was almost entirely flat so that was in my favor Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, but I would those, say, you can do I would those races. My, <laughs> yeah. I'd say my average is like, I, I probably do about three miles right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. So I want to talk about all of the other things that you've been doing though. So you didn't just start running. You started doing some like body weight type stuff at home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, how did you decide like what to do with that? Honestly, Pinterest was a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, I think that just speaks to the, like, you can just do something, especially as you're getting started. Like, it doesn't have to be a super intense plan or, like, a class or, like, a scary thing. Yeah, I mean, 
as much as I love classes and hope to be able to do that again in the future. Um, it was like, I was focusing so much on cardio and I had lost like a significant amount of weight doing cardio. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not really gaining any tone doing this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so maybe I should start doing some like basic toning things. And, you know, for me, I was focused on like certain areas that I've always felt were problematic, which is like, I know everybody has their problem areas, but I also feel like we should just get rid of that. Like, <laughs> I, I hate when I say things like, you know, like, let's all just like, let's find a better way of saying our problem areas. I don't know what it is. Somebody figure it out. More body positive. Mm-hmm. But which, like, which I also want to talk about, by the way, like the, the <laughs> mental aspect of all of this. But, <laughs> but you know, I, you know, targeted like my lower stomach, which is something I've always disliked, which I think a lot of Yeah, women I was going to say, join the club. <laughs> will relate. <laughs> yeah. What lower stomach, Molly? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Listeners can't see, but I just made a face. So. <laughs> Just for the record <laughs> it's, it's the face she makes every time I say stuff like that but yeah so I started you know just like doing that like I like I said I just hopped on the internet and was like what do people do for this like in their own homes and, we're not you know, talking we have, long workouts we're talking like you know 15 to 20 minutes right like yeah like just like a little like circuit mm-hmm. like a couple reps of stuff um and you know we have some random workout equipment in our house because our dad likes Loves to... random workout equipment <laughs> yeah yeah so you know we have like a stepper and some days if I don't feel like going on a run I'll just go on that thing for like an hour and watch some tv mm-hmm. like I just tell myself it's good for my butt it's true totally yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and you know we have a rower so I'll do like that for a little while just to like break things up Mm-hmm. But I also recently added in planks and push-ups. Yay! Because as Molly knows, I have the upper body strength of a newborn baby. It's just like never been my like strong point. I don't think that's totally true because you carry a lot of trays that are packed with like heavy baked goods. So Sure, I can like lift 50 pound bags of flour, like yeah. no problem. That's like whatever. But like can't do a pull-up to save my life. <laughs> I mean, that's not just you. That's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're, we're working my way into stuff like that slowly, but surely. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. And got that of- two minute plank on. Mm-hmm. I was very proud of hitting the two minute mark. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's huge. <laughs> So, I mean, I think like all of this kind of boils down to a lot of changes in your habits. And I mean, a lot of them did get spurred on by the pandemic. Like you didn't get to go out to eat as often. You you know, you're not like out with friends and like able to order a few cocktails or whatever. You know, you, you don't have the mm-hmm. option of like choosing to go to the gym. So you have to figure out the outdoor option and like the in-home option, which I think are easier to do. Um, and actually yeah. stick with than driving all the way to the gym because then you've like killed an hour of your time I mean again like I do like the gym and you know plan on when the world is a safer better place for us all 
will return to the gym, but definitely not as like my sole thing or even like my main thing, Mm -hmm. just more as like a supplementary thing. Mm -hmm. Like I'd love to get to a point where I can lift a little bit. Like that'd be great. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, the past nine months, you've lost like over 75 pounds at this point. Like about 75. Yeah. Like that's such a big change and it's been so gradual and like so smartly done. So, I mean, like, let's all, like, that's just kind of like mention that, that was, that's that, you know, one to two pounds a week. Like that's where you're supposed to be at for sustainable weight loss. And like, this is the first time again, that I've seen you like hold this for this long. Yeah. I usually, you know, would hit like 25 pounds and then just kind of peter out from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of that is, you know, taking my like eating habits the same way that I took my exercise habits, just trying to not be like a crazy person about it. Mm-hmm. Because while I do like need some structure in the way I eat, because I easily slip into emotional eating and overeating. Like, you know, you remember in The Grinch when he's like, am I eating because Because I'm I'm bored? bored? Like, me. (laughs) Relatable. It's relatable content. Um, So it's just trying to, like, break those habits. Mm -hmm. And I, in the beginning of quarantine, I think it was just, like, part of what made me realize that I needed to change my habits was because I was, you know, like, doing things, like, boredom eating all the time because there was nothing else to do mm-hmm. and you know I like realized this and was like oh big yikes like yeah. gotta gotta find a better hobby than <laughs> eating french fries <laughs> like then snacking sure as much as I enjoy eating a bag of potato chips like maybe don't do it every other day, you know, sure, like, sure. And I think you've, yeah. <laughs> you've now kind of figured out a balance and, you know, it's, it wasn't to say, you know, Oh, Christmas comes along and you, you can't possibly have like the Christmas brunch or any of that fun stuff. Like you can still do that on those days and get back on the wagon. Yeah. We had an amazing like four weeks of Christmas <laughs> and, you know, it was very much an, eat, drink, be merry, like, so long 2020, like, let's have a nice time. And I genuinely think I needed that a Mm lot. And, you know, I, over those, that, like, month or so, a little over a month, I was like, oh, man, I gained, like, eight pounds. And (laughs) I weighed myself, like, yesterday, and it was like, oh, five of that's gone already. And I'm, so, you know, it just goes to show that, like, a lot of that's like water anyway Mm -hmm. so so and I mean I think in the past though that those few weeks could have like very easily like tipped you back into derailed me completely yeah absolutely so I think for for anyone who's listening like there are a lot of people who have that right they have like the weight loss and then they have like a few weeks where it just like isn't going well they have stuff going on at work like family stuff comes up whatever and they gain a few pounds back and suddenly like all is lost. But I think you're exactly right. Like it doesn't take that much to get back on track. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. Um, and I'm honestly kind of surprised that I'm even saying that because I was 
a little concerned about getting back on track because I've had trouble with it in the past. But you know what? It's it's been fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> and I think thinks that I would often, and I'm sure other people do this, like derail myself with negative thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're trying to stay out of that headspace. I know it's hard. I know it's been miserable, but we're trying to stay in this positive headspace. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what do you do when you come home and you've had like a really, cr- like a run just went really crappy? Like, have you ever had to kind of talk yourself into going out the next day or how does that work? Cause we, we just did an episode on why everyone needs bad workouts in their lives and how they're just kind of a, a fact of life. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like when I have a run that goes poorly, a lot of the time at this point, it's more of like, I get back and I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, shake it off. Stretch. Dear God, stretch. <laughs> and, you know, it is harder to go back out the next day. But at the same time, you have to figure, what's, what's going to happen? Am I going to get worse? Like, no. <laughs> like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, Exactly. Um, you have I mean, bad days with everything you know exactly and I think even just like the the fact that you also know that you can just go out for a walk and that's an option I think is exactly. also super important and like worth pointing out like I think my my biggest thing with working out is like I never let myself skip a workout for the sake of like sitting on the couch and watching tv I will skip it for the sake of working on something else or like cleaning our bathrooms Sure. But I have to do something like crappier or I need to like go on a walk or do yoga or some other like movement related thing. Honestly, I don't even necessarily like maybe you have a bad workout and you want to take the next day off or whatever. Maybe it's not even that you have to do something like physical. Maybe just take that day to, you know, what are your other hobbies? Like, Like start a painting, write a poem, like do something else that's still productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like clear yourself out, you know? Yeah. We're big fans of telling people to meal prep on those days, like make up some good salads for the week. I, I know it's, it's meal prepping is the worst, but it works. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not a meal prepper. I oh. wish I was, but I'm not. <laughs> But you are to some extent because I've seen your grocery shopping now and I know like how you shop for the week. Like it's thoughtful. It's like, you know what most of your meals are going to be. Like you're organized with that. You might not be like, you might not be making like a massive thing of quinoa and like seven chicken breasts or anything. No, I do do that sometimes. I mean with chicken breast, but it's usually because I've put it off for too long and it's going to get bad if I don't cook it all immediately. So Meal, procrastination meal prep. prep. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Procrastination based meal prep. It's yeah. a new thing. We're, yeah. we're trademarking it. Write the book. Probably will. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's relatable and I'm sure a lot of other people do it. Yeah. I, I believe it. I think that that's like the best fridge clear out. It like it kills two birds with one stone, right? You like clear out your pantry and clear out your fridge and then do your meal prep for the week based on what you find. Yeah, I mean, I would love to be one of those people who's like, I made all of the, but the the problem with that for me anyway, becomes like, okay, but then do I have to eat the same meal the whole week? 
No, you're making the base ingredients and then you can add your different spices and sauces and various like fresh veggies and stuff to make it totally different. Like you could have a stir fry with your chicken and rice one night and then do like a burrito bowl the next night. All right. (laughs) I really, really love food. I would say for the people who don't know me. (laughs) Same. So this is definitely not like a, yeah, I think like this has actually probably been like the biggest change for you is figuring out like the healthy options that you still enjoy, because I've also seen you do like the healthy options that suck and have that. Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, I, I just think part of it is just getting older and having more openness about what you eat in your palate and trying more new things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, you know, I'll never be someone like Peter who can eat like ground beef and spinach and sweet potatoes every day of my life. Like I can't, I can't do Same. it. Same. We need the variety. <laughs> I need the chocolate. I mean, <laughs> I need the chocolate. <laughs> I need that Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> exactly. And it's fine. Like as long as you're, you're sort of figuring out where you're at with that and, you know, making sure, yeah, that you're not eating the entire bag of Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Um, I also stand by my once a week crazy cheat meal. (laughs) And I think that works. Like that's not for, that is not like a trick that works for everyone, but for some people that can be super, super good. Yeah, I've had a lot of success with that. (laughs) Yeah, so it's figuring out what is actually going to work for you. Like the like Weight Watchers points counting, not really like a thing that worked. Like, no, you know. Well, I mean, for a while, sure, and then it got boring. Yeah, super boring. (laughs) Well, it's you know when I started this whole journey, I was counting my calories, and I don't really do that anymore because I have a rough idea of like what's in the stuff I like to eat. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I need that much structure anymore. Mm-hmm. We tell like, a lot of people to do that, like do your calorie counting for a few days just to get a better sense of like what it is that you're actually eating. And then once you get a basic idea of it, you're probably good to go. <laughs> yeah. When I started, I really needed that structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, you know, track everything. I'd write it down. Um, I have probably hundreds of notes in my phone that I should probably delete because it's probably taken up a lot of memory. Um, Day to day, like what I was eating, but it is a good point of reference. If I'm like wondering how many calories were in something, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I love that. It was definitely something I needed in the beginning. um, Which is one of those things that's always been hard for me. Because I personally thrive with structure, but am terrible at creating it for myself. Like, so that was a big hump to get over. And I mean, the same is true of like, you're like going out to walk and stuff. I mean, I feel like for you, like even just getting started with this, like it all kind of came back to like the dog needed to get walked. So she wasn't a total jerk all the time. So there was, that was your like structure and like, original constraint that got you like out the door and then once you were in the the habit of doing it it was easier to shift out of it well yeah and then it just becomes like oh wow I really actually enjoy doing this 
And I don't know, I, you, I just always think about the part in Legally Blonde where she's talking about the workout instructor and she's like, exercise gives you, gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy and happy people don't kill their husbands. Well, it's a good I one. don't have a husband. It has kept me from killing anyone else. Fair. So the <laughs> legally, legally Blonde montage is one of my like all time go-to montages when I'm struggling to get out the door. Yeah, <laughs> it's a perfect day. So good. Nothing standing in your way. <laughs> okay, so on that note, uh, we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> but I am so, so very proud of you and all that you have Thank accomplished. You. And I'm very excited that I get to run with you next time I come. Thanks so much for tuning into the Consummate Athlete Podcast. If you enjoyed this or any of our past episodes, do us a solid and leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. And check out our book, Becoming a Consummate Athlete, over at consummateathlete.com. Questions or comments? Find us over on Instagram at consummateathlete, and we will see you next week. <laughs>